Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is Steel talking here on a Sunday night. Gerilyn's away. Steve Thompson sitting in. Typically, I'm in on Saturday afternoons. I fill in occasionally for Henry Lake on weeknights. Jonathan Lowe is our producer. Always great to work with Jonathan. We've worked together on weekends here at CCO for a long, long time. Uh, always, always good to be alongside Jonathan Lowe. Uh, big thanks to all the guests. And by the way, all our guests appear on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And we are pleased to be joined by St. Paul City Council President and representing Ward 5, Amy Brenmullen. Uh, and uh, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yes, let's uh, talk about rent stabilization in the capital city, and uh, people have maybe heard about this proposal. Where does it stand right now? Well, um, the it, it, it is the hot topic at the council. The last November, voters um, brought a referendum forward um, to cap rent at 3% annually. Um, And the better part of this year, the city council and a a large group of stakeholders have been working on ways to um, improve the language of the ordinance so that it makes sense in St. Paul. Um, We're walking into this week expecting a final vote on Wednesday um, with a few modifications to the ordinance as it was uh, initially presented to the council. But um, by and large, um, we are keeping that cap in place and the changes are um, mostly made in, um, intended to incentivize uh, new construction and reinvestment. Yeah, and let's start with the stakeholders. Obviously, there are groups that represent renters in the city, and then, of course, there are the landlords as well. And finding an ordinance and finding a compromise that works for both sides is is the balancing act because uh, you don't want to do an ordinance that is heavily in favor of renters because you won't get new development and and landlords would have a tendency to shy away from new properties, et cetera, or improving properties in the city. Exactly. I mean, the initial ordinance was really brought to us by one um, side of the conversation, and that was the housing advocates. And the housing advocates have a great point. We need to protect our tenants, especially in a tight housing market. And so I appreciate their their initiative and their leadership. 
Um, but exactly what you said there, we need to bring all of the stakeholders into the conversation and make sure we're not missing important details and making sure that the ordinance has drafted works. Yeah, and, and let's talk about the challenges. I suppose coming up with a number, uh, whether that's based on the inflation rate, and inflation is high right now, so so there's got to be a challenge in that. But but as you illustrated, uh, making sure that there's incentives for investors to build new properties all over the city of St. Paul uh, in, in various price ranges that... that Certainly affordable housing is is very important, but also uh, other types of of housing and rental properties are are valuable to the city as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that everybody would agree that the number one thing we need is more units. We need more houses. We need more duplex. We need more fourplex. We need more large apartment buildings. We need little ADUs and tiny homes. We'll take it all. Like, we need housing right now. And we wanted, when we made, um, you know, one part of our changes uh, into the ordinance is adding a 20-year exemption for new construction. And the idea there is that investors are going to, as you mentioned, shy away from um, projects where they can't get their return on investment. And and we know that... um, we need investors and we need developers doing projects in order to get to that, that number of units that we're looking for. So that, that 20 year exemption um, was a balance. Some folks were asking for 30, 50, a hundred um, right. and others wanted, wanted none. And, and I think we found that that 20 is really a number that works in, in St. Paul. And you, you talked about all over the city. I know, uh, uh, across the river in downtown Minneapolis, you're seeing what once was uh, potentially retail space being converted into residential space. Do you think that is a trend that will accelerate, for instance, in downtown St. Paul, that you'll see uh, re, uh, the, the, the commercial or the office space being converted over to residential? Yeah, I mean, I think these are things we never would have anticipated before COVID, right? Sure. And then all of a sudden we have office space that's not going to be needed in the same way it was since people are kind of hybrid, working from home, um, changing their habits. And so I definitely think um, we're going to see conversions of um, office to housing. Um, I hope that also means that we'll see conversions of, um, you know, first floor into more uh, restaurants and retail and things that people that pop up when there's a lot of folks living in the same, um, you know, proximity and with higher density. But we're going to see that, and, and that is one of the classes of um, uh, exemptions, is if it's a conversion from one type of zoning to another, um, that would also qualify for that 20-year new housing construction. And uh, on the renter's side, uh, there, there there's a tendency when improvements are made to a space or – uh, there, there are improvements in general in the neighborhood that uh, maybe a grocery store or other amenities move into the neighborhood that has an upward trend on rent. And I would assume as uh, a, a improvements are made or amenities in a neighborhood improve that that this ordinance will protect those renters from being priced out of a property. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when for I think there's two answers to that. One is if the city has money invested in a project, we can by contract um, require certain rent limits. 
Um, and so we're, we're definitely, you know, using our, when we're using taxpayer dollars, um, we're adding those requirements. But um, in terms of like seeing uh, reinvestment in neighborhood, there's a lot of interest in living in the city. There's a lot of interest in um, investing in different parts of St. Paul and Minneapolis. Um, and we are worried about displacement. We're worried that people will get priced out of their home. So the 3% cap, um, I think, really does put a kind of a lid on how much the rent is going to go up annually. Um, one of the changes that we proposed that passed with a 7-0 vote last week was to change it, the ordinance so that landlords could adjust between tenants if there was a, a just cause or if they a, a tenant um, just voluntarily ended a, uh, a lease. Um, and so we, we thought it would make sense to shift any sort of, of um, upward rent rates between tenants. Um, the advocates and, and, you know, a lot of people were worried that that was a blank check. And so they said, can you do something so that if there is a vacancy decontrol or a vacancy adjustment, that it's not an unlimited adjustment? And so last week we proposed a, a vacancy adjustment, but moderated it with an 8% um, uh, increase plus the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. St. Paul City Council President, representing Ward 5, uh, Amy Brenmullen, joining us on this Sunday evening here on Steel Talk and Steve Thompson in for Geraldine Steele. And uh, she is joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Beyond that, the, the city has other other tools, and, and you alluded to uh, properties and developments that, that the city does have an involvement in. Uh, is the council considering uh, stepping up, if you will, investment in property development around the city? Absolutely. We just committed in partnership with Ramsey County up $70 million of um, American Rescue Plan funds to affordable um, housing, low-income housing, and we're trying to get to the deeply affordable at the 30% area median income level. So there's, there's a lot of resources that are coming from the, from the city, from the county, and we're working with partners like Aon and um, Project for Pride and Living, Common Bond, that are doing great work with uh, nonprofit development, as well as for-profit developers who are looking to um, have different uh, levels of housing units in one building. So we'll see some market rate, but we'll also see some deeply affordable um, by those uh, those for-profit developers. And, and when we add those um, low-income units, <clears throat> we're able to um, say we need to keep these low-income units uh, for 30 years or 40 years. Or recently, uh, J.B. Vang and Associates agreed to a 50-year um, agreement on keeping the units at an affordable rate. So we're we are stepping up and stepping in. Although I would say that the the uh, the council and in partnership with our mayor's office have been prioritizing uh, adding housing and keeping housing affordable for the better part of the last decade. All right. So now one of the big questions: uh, all those stakeholders, uh, people re- representing renters, uh, representing landlords. Uh, is there consensus? Uh, I, I know when there is compromise, not everyone's 100% happy. But what, what kind of feedback are you getting on the ordinance as it reads at this moment? Well, I, I think you make a good point. 
when you reach a compromise, usually everyone's a little bit unhappy. Um, but sure. I, I do. Um, and so then you're like, oh, we must be doing something right. And I, and I will say that the when you have a, a written ordinance that comes to the council and then you have to, um, you know, the work in front of us is to change an ordinance. It's a lot different than if we were drafting it from scratch. So I think that that's kind of created this false um you know, conflict that really we're so close in terms of what, what we're all trying to do. Um, so there, I believe that as we're coming into this Wednesday's vote, that there is, people are fairly well in agreement. I think that there are people who think we could do more. I think there are folks out there who wish we would have just repealed the whole thing. Um, and we're finding that common ground. We're respecting um, and honoring the will of the voters who turned out to vote in last year's election, um, but at the same time recognizing that we needed to have more people at the table in order to make that ordinance make sense in St. Paul. And I really, I'm really happy that we've, we've struck that, that, um, that balance. And, and I've said several times at the council meetings, it's, we're not putting this in a granite, you know, monument. This is an ordinance. And if in six months or a year or two years, we need to change it, we will. But, you know, this is how we're going to move forward as of hopefully this Wednesday. Um, and then finally you brought up the number and the, and the need is to find that balance that it can't be, you know, 100% or, or 80% that, that there needs to be balance between uh, all the constituencies here. Um, but the, the sense of need and, and the demand, can, can you give us an idea of, you know, what, what St. Paul's going to need for new rental units in 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 the coming years, I, I, I'm sure there's been a lot of studies done and a lot of numbers, but give us a sense for for the need in the city of St. Paul. Boy, I would say, I mean, we're we're we have the historic development of the uh, Ford site, and we're sure. adding four four thousand units of housing there. Um, we're redeveloping Hillcrest, and there will be another thousand there. But I would say we could probably use ten, ten to fifteen thousand wow. units of housing now. You know, I'm I'm interested in. <clears throat> we talked earlier about, you know, converting office space into resident or into um, housing. Are people going to end up living more in the suburbs than the exurbs? And is the demand going to come down on the city? I don't know, but I just I don't feel like we're in a place where we can take our foot off the gas in terms of additional housing. So I'd say we're looking at somewhere between ten and twenty thousand units of housing. Wow. Um. <clears throat> A big number and a lot of work to be done. But uh, thanks so much for the time tonight and uh, spelling it out. Once again, uh, the big vote uh, coming up on Wednesday. Have a good evening. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Yeah, City Council President Amy Brenmullen uh, representing Ward 5 in the capital city and uh, rent control and, and finding that balance between uh, the wishes of uh, those who represent renters and and their rights and concerns, and then ultimately uh, the landlords and the investors that uh, create and build new places for people to live. It is 922 here on a Sunday evening. Stephen for Geraldine here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, big thanks to all the guests who joined us tonight on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline tonight. A big thanks to Jonathan Lowe, our producer on the program. And when that that first that story first came out, that the voters in the city of St. Paul said, you know, we want rent control. And and that that's probably true anywhere. Anybody that pays rent, I paid rent. Now I now I pay a mortgage. Uh Jonathan, do you do you own where you live do you have a mortgage or do you pay rent where you live so i do pay a mortgage okay um, you have I, a mortgage i i basically you got a have, condo i have a condo yes yeah um, yeah same deal so you know mortgage or rent um but but here's the thing like my my daughter pays rent and this is where rent gets tricky she lived in south minneapolis by the institute of arts her and her boyfriend, and they moved out of there. They wanted a newer place. They were in an older building. They liked the neighborhood by the Institute of Arts. They, they, they liked the building, but they wanted more amenities, like they had window air conditioning. It was just an older building, and they wanted to get a pet. So they moved to Northeast into a brand-new building that allowed pets, and they've got a dog. They signed a one-year lease. And when year two came up, there was a bump. And it was like, if you don't renew for at least a year and go month to month, oh, my. Uh, it, was, it was a ridiculous increase. But my, my point being is, and, and I, I, I paid rent, you know, back in the day. I, I, I know the deal. Uh, anybody who pays rent. So there is that balancing act. And I, I can't help, whenever rent comes up, I think of one of Kenan Thompson's characters on SNL. And, and you know the line, the rent's too damn high. You, you've seen that, haven't you, on Saturday Night Live? 
You know, um, I'm trying to remember. So when Keenan Tom, I don't watch Saturday Night Live a whole lot anymore. Really, oh, I've, I've yeah. seen it in clips it, and it, phases. It, it's kind of an older, but he had he had a character, and it may have been based on on someone uh, in in New York City. Yes, who who would appear on talk shows or yes. on radio or in the media, and was some sort of renter's advocate. And and the line is the rent's too damn high. Did this guy by the <laughs> did this guy happen to look like a black Colonel Sanders? I think so. Yes. So you know, so uh, and by the way, Keenan Thompson's one of the great the great cast members of all time on Saturday Night Live. I, will, I mean there there's no way you can keep Keenan out of the top ten. No. He, he's I, definitely a top ten of all time. I'm glad he got a chance to host the Emmys this week. I didn't watch it, yeah. but I'm glad he got the opportunity to yeah. do that oh. and, and to, to host a, a, an award show. I think, you know, with his longevity in that, not just that, but I, I'm about Keenan's age. I think I'm about a year or two younger than yeah. him. He's a great talent. I, I remember him going back to Nickelodeon and all that. You know, that's, you know, he's in that age range for me, but, yeah. but, um, that, that guy is an actual, I don't know if he's still living, but he was an actual person in, in New York who in, made media in New York. A, yeah. There yeah, was sort of a- back in 2012, there was the race for New York mayor. And this was, I want to say, I can't remember whether Bloomberg was in office and running for re-election or whether he was running for election. But there was a, a stage of about eight people at this debate. And this guy was one of those guys. Jimmy McMillan is his name. Oh, okay. I, yeah, and, and that, he's that, real. Was, that was his catchphrase. Yes. He would he was and, he comes out he he came out with like gloves on and he's talking about he knows karate and all this stuff. It was so bizarre, so wonderfully bizarre, um that I, but, I need to find that again and, yeah, and but watch the, him. The, yeah, the, the the catchphrase though, and and you think about that with rent control and I like I say I went through it with, with my daughter and when her landlord, and it's it's not important what building or landlord, but it's a newer building, nice building. Uh, the, the apartments to me seem really small, but whatever. I, I'm just being a dad now. But when they said, okay, we, we've done our year, we've been good tenants, but we want to go month to month and keep our flexibility open because you know, we're, we, we've been saving our money and, and we're, we're thinking about trying to find a house. And I, I, I feel bad for anybody who's, who's looking for a house right now, uh, mortgage rates, et cetera. Uh, the prices in the marketplace are tough, but the, the increase to go month to month was absolutely outrageous to me. Yeah. I can, absolutely I can, outrageous. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. It's 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 it's. I I, I can't. Jonathan, I don't know the word. The to rent's too it. damn high. Yes. <laughs> you gotta say. You gotta say. Like he would say, the rent is too damn high. Yeah. Rent exactly. Is too damn high. I, but it, it it was just absolutely ridiculous. And I and I and I said to my daughter. I just said, you need to do what you need to do, and you need to get together with your boyfriend and sort all of this out. But in my opinion, based on what we know, 
have you saved enough? Do you have your ducks in a row enough to make a play on a mortgage? Because if if you're going to buy right now in this marketplace, the one thing I do know, you need to have your financing lined up and and you need to be ready to move. And I don't think they were at that. So give it another year, sign for another year, get some certainty on the rent and get your ducks in a row. So when the rent exp- when when the lease comes up again next spring, may, maybe you got a better idea what you want to do. But it, it is a tough balancing act. And once again, it gets back. We had an economist on from the U earlier in the program, the old law of supply and demand. And uh, as the city council uh, president said from the city of St. Paul, um, you know, there's just a lot more renters and properties available. And that that's why there's so much upward pressure on rent. So we need more properties, uh, and it, it just is a, a difficult uh, situation for people of all ages um, trying to make ends meet. And I, I also think that, you know, as a society, and this just my opinion, I, I think more can be done to, to help people get into their first home. I know there are a lot of great programs out there and there's tremendous demand and the marketplace right now, uh, prices, uh, properties there, there aren't a lot of starter homes available for instance, but, uh, you know, we, we, we've also got to think about that as a society and helping people get started. I, I would, uh, it, it would be tough to, to be in my twenties again, trying to figure out how to get into a home for the first time. That's for sure. Quick break. Uh, We'll have the weather in a moment. Uh, The weather looks warm early in the week and then a big cool down later in the week. We'll have all of that for you in a moment here on News Talk. 830-WCCO. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry Linton Steele has a night off. Steve Thompson sitting in tonight. Jonathan Lowe is our producer. Uh, during the top of the hour news, we'll be getting updates from Puerto Rico. Hurricane Fiona cutting power to the island again. And what they have been through in Puerto Rico. And we had heard uh, the power is out on the entire island. No power. At, at the moment, and President Biden uh, declared a state of emergency and FEMA stepping up to help, but that is just extraordinary. And, you know, Jonathan, you you grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in the Midwest. Sure, we've got tornadoes 
uh, dreadful winter weather at times. Um, and by the way, I'm not looking forward to that. I think you and I are on the same page when it comes to the weather. You know, especially the forecast where there'll be a little cooler, you know, highs in the low 60s later in the week. I, I'm not ready for it. But you think about those people that live in the Caribbean and in those islands like Puerto Rico or, or Haiti and the Dominican, etc. Um, and, and the fact that you're, you're, you're just, you're, you're right there on Broadway when it comes to hurricanes that, oof, that's tough. Yes. Um, it seems like for most places on this planet, what you, what you have in, 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 I guess the good you also have others in the bad. So what yeah, I mean sure. by that is, like you said, here in the Midwest, we will never get a hurricane. Um, we won't. We just won't because of the the sheer amount of land mass that is between us and any large enough body of water for a hurricane to be to build and be destructive. We can- well, well, right. In 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 you you have a meteorology degree. Correct. We will get remnants of hurricanes that come into the Gulf. Correct. And track through Texas. We'll get remnants of that, but it ain't a hurricane. That's right. And so the drawback for for living here during the summer is that you have the winter. And for a lot and for there are quite a few people that look at the winters here and they say, "Oh, this is great. This is exactly what I want. You know, this is the type of weather that I that I thrive in. That's and not you, and that's not me. That's correct. Um, yeah. But for us, that's a drawback. So you, so, you know, you'll get days that you have 20 below and you have a, a 40 below wind chill, or right. you get six inches of snow in, in a four-hour period or an eight-hour period. And so... The drawback for being down there in the Caribbean where, you know, eight months out of the year is probably ideal. It's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not necessarily sunny all the time, but it's warm, it's tropical, um, it's, it's a great weather. And the drawback for that is that you have these powerful oh, storms yeah. that come through, if not necessarily every year, but for a lot of these islands, it's it's at at best every other year yeah. with these hurricanes that come through, and so it's it's a it's a it's a thing that a phenomenon that we've watched and that we've tracked for the last. I don't know, hundred years or so, and the fact that you have these these self-contained storms that go against the grain. Because remember, most storms in the northern hemisphere go west to east. The fact that you have these east to west storms that continually go across the you know uh, across the grain, so to speak, it's uh, it's a phenomenon that. I don't know if we truly will ever explain, uh, but we do our damnedest to try. Yeah, it, it just is extraordinary to live. And, and you get warning, and, and generally there is time. But 
on these islands and there there are people that just can't pack up and leave and say we're out of here and we're going to take the next plane uh and and buy a ticket and get off the island that that just isn't an option for a lot of folks on those islands and they just seem like uh sitting ducks now here on the mainland here here in the United States you live you know anywhere in the gulf coast or florida up the east coast the the carolinas uh georgia the carolinas uh, all all the way up to uh, the northeast, you get plenty of warning if there's a big storm, and, and you can move out of harm's way. They they have they have that down pat. You you can generally get out of harm's way, but you know, folks in Puerto Rico, there's only so many planes in and out, and it's kind of like, all right, we're gonna have to ride that out. So uh, once again, Fiona's hit Puerto Rico. Power is out. We'll have another update coming up at 10 o'clock, so we think about those folks uh, for sure. But, you know, you bring up a good point about the weather. And as we exit summer, uh, the official end of summer and the official start of autumn is coming up here in a couple of days. And and we know what that means. It's, it's going to get cold, and, and we're going to move into winter, and there's a lot of people that embrace that and some others that, that dread that. But if you think about those places that uh, people maybe escape the winter months. You know, Arizona's no bargain in the summer. Uh, There's concerns about water. You're absolutely right, Jonathan. There are very few places where you can say, year-round we don't have much to worry about. You know, maybe San Diego, but you still have that water worry. But, But there aren't many. Yeah, and, and here San- in this country, where you can say, you know, beyond, you know, the the San Diego area, where the weather is probably great three hundred and fifty days a year, there aren't many spots like that. Well, and and you can say, and and I'll say this real quick, so we can go to break. Even places like a San Diego, you're you're losing that aspect of it because you still have you know remnants of. Storms that might go up like the Baja California uh, coast or something like that, but more earthquakes. And you do have the possibility for earthquakes. Yes. My, my thinking was with the consistent drought that has been happening in California the last decade or so. Now you have wildfire concerns. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you got to put up, I I, I guess putting up with the cold, we're just going to have to deal with that. (laughs) And, uh, it's going to get chilly uh, later in the week. We'll, we'll have another look at the weather coming up following the news here at 10 o'clock. By the way, the Twins won earlier today. Uh, good news here. Joe Ryan pitched. Unfortunately, they dropped the first three of the series to Cleveland. So with the win today, they're six out with just 16 games to play. One more with Cleveland tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit about that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Jerilyn's got the night off. Steve Thompson sitting in. Jonathan Lowe, our producer. All the news at 10 and update on the weather. Uh, there is a dense fog advisory. Uh, you live outside the cities, there's a good chance you're going to see some dense fog. Could slow down that morning commute. We'll have more on that uh, coming up here in a bit. Twins win. Uh, maybe too little too late. Uh, they were able to gain a game. Problem is Cleveland won the first three games of the series Friday night. Uh, they swept the doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, Twins come back today behind Joe Ryan. He was outstanding. Twins win 3-0. 
And now there's six games back. Problem is only 16 to play. And the series finale in Cleveland tomorrow will be on the air at 11.30. First pitch at 12.10. Sonny Gray for the Twins. Cal Quantrill uh, for Cleveland. So Gray against Quantrill at uh, 12.10 tomorrow here on the home of the Twins. And then they get three in Kansas City. They come home to take on the Angels uh, beginning Friday night, Fan Appreciation Weekend, as uh, the schedule winds down rapidly uh, for the Minnesota Twins. Once again, 16 to go. And, you know, it was just one of those, Jonathan, where the the series just kind of didn't go their way. Friday night, they had that 3-0 lead, got away late. And then Saturday, didn't play well in game one, battled back in the nightcap. And you had a long night Saturday night, Jonathan. Yes, that was. Um... <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you got out of there late. You had, you had to close that one out in studio. Just, just kind of a heartbreaker. And the, the thing is, the Twins took a 3-0 lead Friday night into the bottom of the seventh. And if they're able to hang on, you think, okay, how, how does that change the makeup of the series? But now they go into Monday, six back with 16 to go. So one at a time. They aren't mathematically eliminated yet, but uh, it's getting tough for the Twins. Once again, all the news and the weather coming up at 10, final hour of the program on the way. Steve for Jerlin. Once again, Jonathan Lowe producing uh, the program tonight. Here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 